0: are you done
1: good doing good a lot of rain rain, huh
0: yeah it's a it's been raining a lot here recently it's sort of the opposite of last summer where we had a drought and now it's just a bunch of rain
1: i know it's crazy it's crazy (laughs) first thing this morning i came in we're we're trying to put a new roof on on the building oh really and uh so it's been really hard to get supplies and so the roofing places are all backed up because you know the shipping stuff from coronavirus all that kind of stuff anyway Mm -hmm. um So this morning was spent running around checking where the leaks are coming in today. And uh, today they were coming in over top of all of our paper products.
0: Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, Yeah. Toilet
1: paper. (laughs) It's going to be funny. Why is this
0: toilet paper all wrinkled and (laughs) and
1: crunchy? It's pre-used. I'm not probably supposed to say that. So now you know if you see
0: the toilet paper (laughs) all wrinkly here when you come to church, that's why. It's just because of the roof. Yep, being good stewards of our money.
1: Yeah. So how was things at uh, Skyrocket yesterday?
0: It it was okay. It was this was one of the sermons where, you know, Saturday night, up late, just it oh, just came more difficult yeah. culturally. And that's the we've talked about that a lot before, is that sometimes the sermons are easy, sometimes they come difficult. And last week's for some reason it just came a little bit more difficult. But Yeah. Who knows? How about for you?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny, <clears throat> I found that this was a tough one also and uh In fact, uh, when I saw you Sunday morning on your way up to Skyrocket, Mm. I just told you, yeah, I just kind of rewrote a bunch of it (laughs) because there was a portion of it I was like unsatisfied with it. And so Mm. uh, it was funny, like I was up in the middle of the night thinking, well, what if I did this? And what I could change that kind of thing. So I don't know. You ever do that?
0: I don't know. I've never really changed it last, last minute. What I do is I always save a little bit for Sunday morning. And so I save like the blessing for Sunday morning. I save, and I always make a few edits, but I've never been gutsy enough to change the whole thing in the morning. I didn't change the whole thing. I was like, that's probably something that comes with experience, you know, (laughs) being able to do that.
1: You know, it's funny though, because you work on it for a week. You know, you spend all week working on it and then Mm. you're like, come Sunday morning and feel like, yeah, it's not ready.
0: This is terrible.
1: Yeah.
0: What did you end up talking about? Well, so you changed it. What did you change it to?
1: Well, I didn't change a whole lot. I just kind of changed the the way it comes out. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but but the thing that I was really struck by is, um, you know, we're talking about blessing. Mm-hmm. And these people who are, you know, the people of God, they're the blessed people of God, the, the children of Abraham and uh, and then. I get to wrestling around with the fact that man, these people were slaves, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they were um, they lived under atrocities, and and they suffered so much. And how can you really be blessed and still um, live as a slave? Mm-hmm. Or you know, and and so uh, we picked up in where did we go today? Uh, oh, Numbers six twenty two, mm-hmm. um, where Moses is telling Aaron. God tells Moses, this is how you're to tell Aaron to bless the, uh, the people. And, and then I was just struck with the fact that, um, wow, you know, these are not, we don't consider this blessing. Yeah. You know, their, their lives didn't seem very blessed to us, you know. And so, um, yeah, it, it just uh, a different dynamic. So then we have to really kind of redefine what it is to be blessed. Hmm. Because when, what do you think of when you think of a blessed life?
0: Well, it's sort of been changing just because of the series, but previous, you know, to the series, when you think blessed, you think that God's looking out for you, yeah, right? And so right. that means, might from big things, that, yeah, you know, I was blessed because, you know, God destined my spouse and I to meet each other, or God got me that job, you know, or God helped our family move to a better location, or, you know, it's normally something that's good, something that I like, you know, yeah. something that... Um, improves my life. I feel like that's probably the easiest way to say it, is an improvement in our living conditions. You know, we tend to say, oh, that's what it means to be blessed. Obviously not anymore after the series, but that's, you know, I feel like that's just the lingo. We say, yeah, God really blessed me with this opportunity. God blessed me with this. You know, anything that we perceive as positive, we never say God blessed me, you know, with a really difficult time to grow in patience. We never say stuff like that. You know, God blessed me waiting in line for two hours, you know, at the DMV. And I was able to become more patient and understand. And we never say stuff like that because that's not a blessing, right?
1: Well, <clears throat> it doesn't seem like a blessing. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not what we would consider a blessing. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, so I talked a little bit about how I had a friend who died of cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he believed right up to the very last breath he believe, believed that he was blessed. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, man, <laughs> that's uh, how can you be blessed and still be cursed with cancer? Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know, and, and that kind of thing that it's not our definition of of being blessed
0: and i think part of it too is a lot of times we i know it's sort of a look on the bright side kind of things like we thought it's like oh yeah stuff is going and and i've tried to think this way before stuff is going bad in my life but i'm still blessed because of this 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 but even that is a bad understanding of this word blessing it's not you know oh you know i'm going through a rough time but i'm blessed because i have a home i have this that's still a misconception of this word blessing you know it's not a all this stuff is bad but let's look on the bright side of things and look at all the blessings i have no no no. that's still not what being blessed means yeah, you know so yeah. what how what how did you really define blessing then looking at if you were focusing on you know the jewish people and how they were slaves and yet they were still blessed how did you sort of then pull out this definition of blessing and oh, what it really means that's a
1: great means? question you know i think um <clears throat> I think we have to rethink what what we think about when we think of a blessing, uh, you know, that God's blessing, that God is close <coughs> to us and that God's um, care is with us even in the tragedy or even in the atrocity or even mm-hmm. in the suffering that uh, God hasn't abandoned us. And and so I unpacked uh, the passage in Luke, you know, because uh, you know, I, I spent like the first three quarters of the sermon kind of building up how, you know, here, here's what these people are. They're not blessed. Yeah. Well, at least according to our way of thinking, and then, mm. you know, here's the prosperity gospel comes along and says, you know, God wants you to be wealthy and healthy, and and that's not biblical, and it's not uh, it's not the real gospel on any. Mm. It's actually very insulting yeah. to to anybody who suffers. And um, so, what do you do with that? So, uh, I spent you know three quarters of the sermon kind of building up this idea that you know we're wrong about what we think of when we think of blessing. And then, and then the last uh, portion I I looked at Luke, you know, where, um, the disciples, Jesus is exhausted. They get in a boat, they're crossing the lake. And as they're crossing the lake, a storm comes up and, and it's splashing them around. And and the disciples are like, we're going to drown. And they wake Mm -hmm. up Jesus and Jesus calls, you know, says, be still. And the waves quit sloshing around Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the wind (laughs) quits blowing. And, uh, and then he looks at his disciples and says um, you have little faith mm-hmm. and and you know they they were probably as safe as you could be anywhere on mm. planet earth because they're there with <laughs> Jesus i mean yeah. Jesus isn't going to sink to the bottom well maybe he would float yeah. <laughs> they would also <laughs> they <always. laughs> but uh he'd wake but up but you <laughs> you have little faith and and i don't think what he was saying there was you could have calmed the storm. I don't think that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh I think he's saying I'm with you. Yeah. Even even in this storm, I am with you. And I think um our blessing, our, our idea of, of what it is to be blessed, oftentimes it's just that God is close mm-hmm. and hasn't forgotten us. And even if we were to drown, or even if we do die of cancer or some tragic mm-hmm. uh situation, um, you know, we measure this. Uh, very differently than God sees mm-hmm. it, you know. And, and if and if one person lives to be 30 and another person lives to be 80, um, in terms of eternity, that's that's not even a a blink of the eye. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, our our way of looking at a blessing might be <laughs> might be a lot different than God's. Yeah,
0: and that's sort of what this passage says too: is that God will lift His face you know, that God would lift his countenance upon us to make his face shine upon us. It's more so the emphasis on God's presence, his looking upon us, um, more so than God will give you a bunch of sheep and cattle. You know, God, no, it's God is looking at you. And the interesting thing is, is, as I was reading this passage, and we talked about this a little this week, because, you know, there's always something that I want to say as the pastor, and I think we, we finished a, you know our Together series. You know, I feel like that was two series ago. Um, and I always, I always like looking at whether the word is singular or plural, right? And almost yeah. every time in the Bible, when we're reading our English Bible and it says you, we perceive of it as singular, but it actually is plural. This blessing is one of the only that I've ever seen in the Old Testament where it's actually singular. Oh, wow. Um, And so it's funny because I'm reading through, I'm like, oh, this is probably plural and I can make an easy home run, you know, point. No, this is singular. And then the more I thought about it, the the more beautiful, at least I think that is, because when we imagine the God of the universe looking at us to lifting his countenance upon us, that means his eyes are looking at us, you know, to make his face to shine upon us individually, as individuals, uh, that's what true blessing means. You know, it's not a health, wealth, it, no, no, no. It's God's presence, God looking at us, and that's the deepest meaning of blessing. I think that that's just incredibly beautiful. And I think it was beautiful that, that you know, this is used in singular. It's the singular you, and I think that that's beautiful because that means that that's for JD, that's for Jim, that's for every single person, Yeah, you know, God's blessing in that way. So, yeah, yeah I thought that that was something that was really Really cool, um, and, and then reading reading one of the commentaries that exactly what you're talking about, God always has our greatest good in mind, but we too often settle for health, wealth, happiness, prosperity, and those are all good things, but those are like level one goods, right? Um, oftentimes those can be selfish, they can be pleasure-oriented, self-centered. God always has our greatest good in mind, but so, you know, like you said, in the scope of eternity, our greatest good might be not having a healthy life. It might be suffering and we won't understand that, but we can be comforted knowing that the God of the universe is looking directly at us, which feels sort of vulnerable, <laughs> you know, but it's beautiful at the same time. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> we get, we get angry at God or uh, we're not supposed to say we to get angry at God, but we get angry at oh, God get angry because, at because uh, things aren't going our way yeah. or it doesn't feel like God has our back on this or that mm-hmm. or, or the other thing. And, um, and so often, You know, that's a a misplaced understanding of what God is up to in our lives. So uh, let's think about Pharaoh for a minute. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, um, who has slaves and Mm -hmm. is cruelly oppressing them. And yet he's got wealth and he's got everything you can imagine. Was he blessed or was he cursed? Mm -hmm. And then you've got slaves who are uh, generational slavery, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, the, all they've known is slavery for how many generations we don't even know maybe mm. maybe as many as 16 generations but probably at least 10 um, 10 generations of slavery yeah and yet they're blessed mm. I, it's just it's I don't know for me that's just a mind-blowing. Um, idea yeah and it's this
0: reversal that those who are oppressed those who are suffering those who are in bad health the poor they're the ones that God's face is actually shining upon yeah you know and it's this reversal of it's it's the exact opposite of the prosperity gospel yeah and I know that that's one of our base sources because it, it's the prosperity gospel is antithetical to the actual gospel <laughs> because no God's face doesn't shine on the wealthy and the rich and the those who are healthy and prosperous. It's the exact opposite. God's face, His direct attention, is more so geared towards the oppressed, the slaves, those that society has cast aside and told that they're worthless. Um, it's the exact opposite. Yeah, you know? and that's dangerous stuff. It's funny as you were as you were saying that um, that we think you know life is going to be great. Uh, as I'm sort of talking with people, um, about baptism. So I've done one baptism before, but we're about to do several baptisms at Skyrocket. Um, in the river. In the river. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. If the, if that's weather good. permitting, you know, <laughs> river flow permitting, right. hopefully we can get, you know, make way. Cause I heard there's lots of ticks down by the river, but we're going to do it. So anyways, but it's funny talking, um, a lot of times, the typical evangelism approach is, hey, let's get as many people baptized as possible, right? Because we're we're in the soul-saving business. Um, but actually committing your life to God and being baptized, mm. when we look at Scripture, your life won't necessarily get better. It'll probably get worse, you know? It'll probably break up families. It says, you know, families— Jesus says families will be torn apart, you know, in my name. Um, I know my, at least, personal experience is after I got baptized— I thought my life was going to get good. I had this misconception. My life got really hard the very next year, you know, and it it got worse. It didn't get better. Um, But we're promised with God's blessing, but we got to make sure that we're explaining that, hey, when you make this decision to follow Jesus, God's blessing isn't great by the worldly standards. It's actually pretty terrible, as Mm -hmm. in 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 the sense that, you know, if you're doing things right, a lot of this judgment, this hate, bad times will probably fall upon you. But, you know, the deeper blessing is there. Um, of God looking upon you, his eyes shining on you. Um, and that's something that I feel like we have to make clear, you know, to people as they're getting to know Jesus, because the depth of the heart, you know, really isn't for health and wealth. We might think that that's what we want, but deep down, you know, we desire something so, so much more and that's to be known by God, um, and to be known by each other. And, you know, we have to pull that out of people to, Mm. um, talk about it and to make it known that, Hey, no, Life is so much more than about you. You yeah. know, it's it's so much bigger than that.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, Jesus comes along and says, "In this world, you will have trouble. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but take heart; I have overcome the world." I mean, so yeah, I think I think you're right on that. Um, that that sometimes, um, you know, we think somebody's blessed who's who's really not blessed, mm-hmm. but but the suffering um, is is really temporary. Because mm-hmm. even if you're blessed, even if you have it all, mm-hmm. um, you only have it all for a moment. Yeah. Because our lives are only a moment. Yeah. That's that's just such a um, an incredible thing. And and I don't even know uh, when we think of a long life. It doesn't feel like a long life. It's not in in this when you when
0: you zoom back in perspective, it's not long at all. You know, the world's been around for a very, very long time. People are going to go on in 100, 200 years probably no one will remember who you are. And that's that. In 100 years? Yeah. 100 200 years. <laughs> or I mean, maybe, you don't know. maybe maybe like maybe, maybe less. <laughs> maybe 10 20. <laughs> 3 <laughs> Yeah, and that. I'm it's depressing to think about that, but we have to think about that, our lives in that perspective, you know, cuz it's not all about us. Right. Um, it's not.
1: So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Well, um,
0: one thing that I wanted to do, that I wanted to share that I thought was really really cool, um, I connected this passage. So God commands Moses to tell Aaron to bless the people of right. Israel with this, right? Aaron and their priests are sort of like pastors, so they're sort of like me and you, right? So we as pastors are commanded to bless our congregations, to right. bless the people. But the interesting thing is, is I brought in First Peter two, where it's talking about the priesthood of all believers. Mm. Um, And that through Jesus, it says through Jesus's mercy, and I'm paraphrasing here, but I would encourage, you know, if I'd encourage you to go look at it, 1 Peter 2, and I think I'm quoting that right because I don't have my notes in front of me. I'm very forgetful, but I'm almost positive it's that. It talks about how we are the priesthood of believers through Jesus's mercy, um, that every single one of us are called into God's royal priesthood. Mm. And so if all of us are priests, then this command, you know, if we can, you know, sort of Use this redefinition through the new covenant, through Jesus's blood, through Jesus's grace upon us, that all of us have this authority. So that's what we talked a lot about this week: is who gives us the authority to bless, who gives us the authority to pray, to proclaim forgiveness and mercy. Um, you know, because a lot of the stuff that we talk about on Sunday is pretty bold. You know, when when, yeah. when you think about it, it's like who gave us this authority? Because we know behind the scenes we're we're just messed up, normal, you know, people. So who gave right. us this actual authority? And that's what First Peter two talks about: is through Jesus. We have this authority. Um, and so, but not just us, every single person does. And so, blessing is so, so important because it's God's task to us. It was God's task to Aaron and the priests, but now all of us are priests. And so, it's all of our jobs to proclaim blessings over people. Um, and I think that that's super, super beautiful because uh, a lot of times, you know, we might feel called to pray over someone. Um, social anxiety is on the rise. It just is, you know, with the younger generations, especially after COVID. um, I know I have really—prayer is not my strong suit coming up with prayer off the top of my head because I just like to keep it short and simple, and then I'll get nervous, stutter over my words. Um, The beautiful thing is, is God commands um, Aaron to say these exact words. And so the cool thing is is we as believers we can go to the bible we can pull out these blessings and pronounce them over people's lives not only we can we should be doing that god commands us to be blessing um people and so it was funny this week in reading this week um the blessing that we do at the end of the message it went from uh, oh this is a cool thing that we do to no this is something we're commanded to <laughs> committed <laughs> by god and not just me and you yeah. but it's something everyone you know every member of our congregation is commanded to bless people in the name of God. Um, and that's cool. It's a, it, it's a cool task. Um, and I think it's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's a great, that's a great point. And sometimes the blessing is in words mm-hmm. and sometimes the blessing is otherwise. You yeah, know? I mean, we mm-hmm. can, you can bless people with your presence. You can mm-hmm. bless people with, uh, all, all, you know, there's thousands of ways. Um, of course, you're talking about speaking a word of blessing yeah. over them. And that's that's true and good. Um, why do we speak a blessing? If if I speak a blessing over somebody, but it doesn't make them rich, or if I speak a blessing over them and it doesn't take away their problem, why should I do it? I mean, what, what good does it do for that person?
0: I mean, that's a hard question. <laughs> it's sort of like the question, like, why do we pray when a lot of times just nothing happens? Yeah. Um, I don't think I have the answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say, well, <laughs> Sorry about that. well, I mean, I don't have the answer really for why we pray either. It's yeah. like, cause there's a lot of times where we pray for something and does it actually make a difference? Who knows? Um, it was funny. there's a class I took in summary, some studies, they've, they've actually put this to the test. Does prayer actually make a difference? And they had like this group of 100 really holy people pray over like 50 people in the hospital and not pray <laughs> these other 50. And then there's several studies like that. Some of them show a difference in prayer. Some of them don't. Yeah. Does prayer actually work? Does blessing, why do we bless people? Does that actually work? Um, and so I don't really have a really coherent answer. I hope maybe you do so you can answer your own question. Um, well, I think number one is we're commanded to. Okay. Um, number two is there's sort of this beautiful interchange. Words have power. Yeah. And there's this interchange where in pronouncing a blessing over someone, it reaffirms a deeper truth. So I know I forget, even though I know that God's face shines upon me, I forget it all the time. Yeah. And having you speak that truth over me you know, reminding me of the deeper truth of God and the world. um, It's really important. And so it might not change anything, but it's good to remember, you know, there's this interchange that happens in between people where, you know, it's good to this collective memory. Um, I'm sort of just scrambling for tiny reasons, but they're all sort of just added up for why, you know, I think it's important, but there's no real one home run answer.
1: No, I think, I think you're totally onto it. Um, You know, God's invisible Mm -hmm. and, um, we get distracted by all the noise and all the confusion and all of the, the stuff in the world. And um, when you speak a blessing over someone, you are reminding them of the invisible God mm. and and God's will in their life and God's activity in the world and in their lives. And um, and so I think it changes the perspective of the person who's, who's hearing the blessing. Mm. Um, and I think that, we're unaware of maybe how that blessing might touch that person. Mm. You know, there's supernatural stuff out there. And we just we, don't know how it yeah, works. You know, and uh, we've heard
0: two or two or three are gathered, God's presence is there. So th- there's just some interesting dynamic. And I don't think it's necessarily words. What if you're mute and you can't speak? you know, still signing a blessing incredibly yeah. important. Cause I think the power is when it's not just one person, but when there's it's this the same as blessing is it's sort of like collective prayer. Mm-hmm. That there's this interesting power, um, spiritual power that yeah. happens.
1: Yeah, and and in some way um we're changed a little. Mm-hmm. And and I don't get it. And and yet um I know like we sang the blessing, the song the blessing at the end of the service. And uh I have I mean, I I heard it was really powerful actually. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was really powerful. And, and it was just one of those things where you walk away and you feel like you, something happened, Hmm. even if you can't describe it. Yeah. It's amazing.
0: And that's the most beautiful things of the world is you can't really describe them. You can't describe really why you do it or what happens, but, but you know, it's good. It's kind of like love, right? Yeah. (laughs) You You
1: can't quite describe it, but you got it and, uh, and you got it you got to express it.
0: What were some of the practical takeaways?
1: So last week, uh, I challenged our people to look for ways to be a micro blessing in, in people's lives. Um, whether that be to do a kind act or to speak a blessing or to do, you know, that kind of thing this week, uh, that was one of the big changes. Is as I came away, and I thought, you know, I don't have a, a real practical step. And so, really, what I wanted people to do is to think about and and reflect, and maybe even uh, reimagine what a blessing is, uh, and, and and to not view our bless uh, blessing as okay, I've got you know this much money in the bank, and I've got. Uh, this health and I've got this house and this car and you know these are my mm-hmm. blessings no let's let's rethink it and so really I think f- f- you know real practically just maybe maybe do a re Accounting of, mm. of what a blessing is. Yeah, that's that's it, and so and that's the...
0: really important too because it's it's so off putting the people who don't know Jesus. It's off putting to Christians too. It's off putting to everybody. You're like, oh, and I've heard so many people talk like this. God blessed me with this house. God blessed me with this yeah. parking spot. God yeah. blessed me with healing and recovery. Because the thing is, God might have blessed you with healing and recovery, but He didn't bless my family member who died of that. Right. Right. Um, and so changing our language, changing the way that we use this word blessing, but that can only happen if, like you said. We take this to heart, we think on it, we reflect, and we understand deeply what blessing actually yeah, means. right. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's really hard to understand what that means um, because you can be blessed and not know it. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 What about you? Did you come away with— uh, I
0: did. So right before service, I grabbed—because um, I couldn't find other scissors, these cute little kid pink scissors, and I printed out our memory verse, and I cut out a bunch of them, and I said, Hey, we are called—we have the authority through Jesus— to pronounce this blessing over people's lives and we're supposed to pronounce it. So whether it's this blessing or another, pick a blessing. And if not, here's this little sheet of paper with the blessing in the back and let's just memorize this one blessing and then try to pronounce it over one person's life, you know, this week. And so that was the task. I made people really nervous because at first I said the task was there's a sermon sign-up sheet because now that we're, you know, the priesthood of all believers, <laughs> and who's getting next week and who's getting the week after. That's great. Um, it's funny. A few members actually took that seriously, and they said that they, their heart completely sank because they thought I, I, I did a real good <laughs> job of pretending I was serious during it. But, no, that that was the task is just, hey, practically, let's figure out a way to bless someone's life this week. And it might feel awkward, um, but, you, might, you know, we might just be surprised. Uh, at some a conversation that happens, just saying, "Hey, you know, can I say this over you?" I don't know. We'll see. I look forward to hearing. You know, if it went well or terribly next week. It's good. Yeah. And then I did, did the anybody... blessing. I did the blessing at the end of service, and so then I said, "So I'm, you know, I'm off the hook. <laughs> I'm off the hook. I just blessed everybody. In the room. I just blessed everybody. So I did my, yeah. I did my homework.
1: <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, and and people are really open to, to that. Yeah. I, um, I found like. Even with strangers who who are in some kind of need, I, a couple of times I've walked up to them and, and talked with somebody who was obviously in distress. And, I, and I've said, Can I say a, mm-hmm. a five second prayer, or a 10 second prayer? Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, Yeah, because it's 10 seconds. Um, you could say, Can I say a quick blessing over you? And, mm-hmm. and a quick blessing, okay, this person's not crazy. They're not going to keep me here forever. Mm-hmm. I can endure it. And then the next thing you know, they said, You've said a blessing. And it actually matters somehow mm-hmm. in their life because it reminds them of this invisible God who's active in their lives. And uh, it just matters. It yeah. does. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about
0: a blessing versus a prayer, as, as great as prayers are, what I like about a blessing is I'm always afraid that I'm getting in the way. Yeah, You know, that my insecurity will get in the way, my pride, my selfishness, my sinfulness, whatever it is. A blessing, it's harder for you to get in the way because you're quoting God's words from Scripture. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. And so that's... Um, it, it helps when you're insecure about that authority that you have, especially getting used to the, the authority that we have in Jesus, um, you know, being able to quote something rather than having to come up, up with it, you know, off the top of your head. At least there's sure. something comforting about that. And it's why it's so important to
1: memorize, you know, the Bible, too.
0: Yeah, that's it's something good.
1: I need to do a lot better at. I would probably get it wrong if I was trying to, like, come up with my, may the Lord give you four more, four more cars and, we're, you know, <laughs> may you get a big increase in your salary, you know, whatever. I'd, I'd get it wrong if I was trying to come up with something That's like. true. We'll always, we'll always find a way to, to mess it up. That's just life. Well, good stuff. Yeah, so uh, we're going to continue on in the series. Yeah. And uh, it's it's been nice fun, week. and it's been educational, even, mm-hmm. you know, even as we're teaching it, um you, we're learning. I'm learning a ton. Yeah, now. about what what it is to be blessed and and how maybe we've misinterpreted mm. the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I look forward to next week too. Yeah. So Monday matters. Monday matters. We'll catch you soon.